Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy and an honor for me to be here with you, as the Lord allows us this time, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for this program, Come to Me, and then on Fridays at 4 o'clock when Cheryl joins me for two hours of Friday Live. I do pray, my brothers and sisters, that you're having a blessed, happy, and holy a day on this last day of June 2020, halfway through the year. <laughs> and what a year it has been, and who knows what's down the road. But that's right, you know what? Jesus is there already. We have nothing to fear about the future because the Lord is there already. So what are we worrying about? Uh, I am so happy to be here with you today. I, I am telling you, uh, though, that I have, am pre-recording the program a little earlier today because this evening we have a very special event that we're going to broadcast here on Domestic Church Media, and I have to uh, leave the station because it's a remote broadcast, and I'm going to share that with you after our prayer. So let's do that first. Let's pray. And then I want to tell you about a very, very special event taking place this evening uh, that we're going to remotely broadcast here on all of our domestic church media radio stations and all of our audio platforms around the world. So stay with me on that one. But let's pray first, my brothers and sisters. And as always, I invite you uh, to join me in prayer it just seems every day there's something else that uh, comes up that we need to pray about. Um, we're hearing reports now of these spikes in uh, coronavirus cases, although they're not telling you that even though there are spikes in the cases of coronavirus, that um, death rates are dropping. So people are not dying from it as much as they had been. So anyway, let's just pray this whole thing out of here. And uh, so we're going to pray the prayer our Holy Father, Pope Francis, gave us uh, to pray for an end to this pandemic. Um, and I understand yesterday at 4 o'clock, where our uh, program Talking Catholic uh, usually uh, airs, Monday at 4, that's the wonderful program produced by the Diocese of Camden, Mike Walsh and his team, um, that instead of the program yesterday, I got a couple of messages. Thank you for letting us know. I was not here yesterday. Again, we're working on a, a special event tonight, but I'll, I'll share that with you. So I wasn't here yesterday in the building, but um, someone called and was afraid I was eaten by a lion. <laughs> there was a, a roaring lion sound going out over there. I don't know. I, you know I... What a world. Anyway, it was actually just a, a, a faulty file. And so it was just a bad MP3, as they say. 
Um, that's what that was. And I wasn't listening at the time, so I didn't hear it. If I had heard it, I could have made a, made a change there. But I, So for an hour, there was someone was afraid a lion came into the studio and ate me, which probably would make a lot of people happy. If you have to go, might as well go like the early Christians, right? <laughs> uh, but let's pray. Um, pray that those little demons stay out of here <laughs> and they don't. You know, they're nothing more than a nuisance uh, when they do things like that. But we want to get them out of here as well. Uh, let's see. We're going to pray uh, for all of your intentions, my friends. Uh, pray for our president and all of our elected officials, those individuals who are there uh, to serve us. I mean, they do. You know, this is a government of, by, and for the people. And so we pray for our elected officials that they make good and proper and right decisions and we know that um, there's just so much political uh, polarization out there. It's horrible. Horrible. It gives me the agita, you know, sometimes. But as I said, the Lord's in charge, so we don't, we don't worry about that. Let, let's, let's pray for that. Pray for all of your intentions. Pray for us here at the Apostolate. Pray for uh, the special intentions that we have. And in a special way today, we're going to pray for our young friend, Maria, and I'll share some information about that as well after the prayer. So let's begin, my friends, as we begin all good things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God, in this present tragic situation when the whole world is prey to suffering and anxiety. We fly to you, Mother of God and our Mother, and seek refuge under your protection. Virgin Mary, turn your merciful eyes toward us amid this coronavirus pandemic. Convert those who are distraught and mourn their loved ones who have died and at times are buried in a way that grieves them deeply. Be close to those who are concerned for their loved ones who are sick and who, in order to prevent the spread of the disease, cannot be close to them. Fill with hope those who are troubled by the uncertainty of the future and the consequences for the economy and employment. Mother of God and our Mother, pray for us to God, the Father of mercies, that this great suffering may end and that hope and peace may dawn anew. Plead with your divine Son, as you did at Cana, so that the families of the sick and the victims be comforted and their hearts be opened to confidence and trust. Protect the doctors, nurses, and health care workers, volunteers, who are on the front lines of this emergency and are risking their lives to save others. Support their heroic effort and grant them strength, generosity, and continued health. Be close to those who assist the sick night and day and to priests who, in their pastoral concern and fidelity to the gospel, are trying to help and support everyone. Blessed Virgin, illumine the minds of men and women engaged in scientific research that they may find effective solutions to overcome this virus. Support national leaders that, with wisdom, solicitude, and generosity, they may come to the aid of those lacking the basic necessities of life and may devise social and economic solutions inspired by farsightedness and solidarity. Beloved Mother, help us realize that we are all members of one great family and to recognize the bond that unites us so that in a spirit of fraternity and solidarity, we can help to alleviate countless situations of poverty and need, make us strong in faith, persevering in service, 
constant in prayer. Mary, consolation of the afflicted, embrace all your children in distress and pray that God will stretch out his all-powerful hand and free us from this terrible pandemic so that life can serenely resume its normal course. To you who shine on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope, do we entrust ourselves, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also our Subtum Presidium prayer. Holy Father asked us uh, almost two years ago to uh, pray each of these prayers daily, every day, to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you, my brothers and sisters, as always, for praying together. A wonderful way to start our time. Uh, this is a shortened week, obviously, because Friday is the observed July 4th holiday. Uh, so because of that, Cheryl and I are going to kind of extend our weekend, taking Friday off as the observed July 4th holiday. So we won't have any Friday Live this coming Friday. Uh, but we are going to put on for you some patriotic music. So if you're having a barbecue or family gathering or just sitting at home, <laughs> like many people will be doing, I think, uh, you can put on the radio from 4 to 6 and uh, have a nice patriotic background playing. Uh, so we're, we'll have that for you. Um, but we'll be back the following Friday. And then, uh, of course, then Monday coming up, uh, which will be July the 6th, I guess, is it? Third is Friday, fourth is Saturday, fifth is Sunday, sixth is Monday. Monday the 6th will be um, first Monday, obviously. So Bruce DeBacco will be here in the studio live at 3 o'clock for Come to the Throne. And we'll open up the airwaves for prayer. So you can start sending us your prayer requests. I already have received a number of them uh, since Bruce's last time here, which is great. And so Bruce will be happy to pray for you then three o'clock this coming monday july 6th july already uh so let's see that's that um so um this evening this evening um we you know every we've been praying now for uh, almost a year and a half it was january of 2019 that our young friend then 16 year old maria middleton was diagnosed with an uh, an inoperable brain tumor, uh, a tumor on her brain stem. And as you know, we've been praying, 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 and I know that her mom and dad, uh, who both sit on the board of directors here at Domestic Church Media, uh, Brian and Susan, her mom and dad, they, they, uh, they have been friends of Cheryl's and mine for many years, and uh, they were the ones who really got us started with Domestic Church Media um, 
way back in, in the early uh, part of the century, <laughs> 2002, uh, around that time. They've been uh, integral in, in, in what we're doing here and have been doing for many years now. But it's, it's, uh, Maria is their daughter, and uh, over the past year and a half, they have, I mean, they've traveled the world, basically, um, to try to find a medical cure to this tumor on her brainstem. And there just is nothing on this earth that is having any effect on uh, the tumor itself. Uh, Brian and Susan, Maria especially, have been uh, so faithful in their trust in the Lord and now have been for the past few months now proclaiming that this will only be by the hand of God that this tumor um, goes away. And it will be a miracle. There'll be no medical explanation for it. And uh, they are proclaiming that. We're proclaiming it with them. We believe them uh, in their in, in their great faith uh, in them and, and what they've been doing. But we know that it's only by the hand of Jesus that this is going to happen. Um, young Maria, who's now 17 years old, is currently in Doylestown Hospital uh, up in Doylestown, uh, Pennsylvania, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, uh, on a ventilator, I understand, and her mom and dad are trying to figure out a way to bring her home. Um, but there's no other medical procedure or, or uh, therapy that can be done. Maria is, as I said, it has been in the hospital now for a, a few weeks. And uh, over the weekend, um, I guess last last Friday, I think I read it over the air, uh, her dad, Brian, said that there's going to be uh, friends and family are going to gather outside of Maria's hospital room window tonight at 7 o'clock, and we know there will be hundreds of people there praying the rosary. Uh, and so I said over the weekend, I, I called Brian and I said, uh, look, why don't, why don't we broadcast this? And this way we can get the word out because they have have established many, many contacts and friends who are outside of the domestic church media radio area, but through these other means of technology, like our mobile app, our streaming audio, the Amazon Echo, Alexa, uh, Google Home devices, anybody anywhere in the world with internet can listen. So I said, let's put it on the air, all of our radio stations, and it'll go then on all of our other platforms around the world, and they can notify their friends. So a one unified global voice in prayer, praying the rosary for a miracle. And this is where we're going. We're going to the Blessed Mother. And as she did at Cana, we're asking her to please go to her son with this urgent prayer request. And we're praying for that miracle. This miracle uh, that will be of the most extraordinary kind. There will be absolutely no medical explanation for it. It will perplex the doctors, the physicians, medical experts. So we're inviting you, my brothers and sisters, tonight, 7 o'clock, to join. Cheryl and I will be up there uh, at the Doylestown Hospital with our remote equipment, and we will broadcast the praying of the rosary for Maria. You can spiritually join the hundreds who gather at the hospital and thousands around the world as one voice praying for this miracle. All the other stuff that's going on in the world, you know, 
and Holy Father spoke about it, and I, I, I'm going to share some of this with you. Um, I know I have a few things I want to share with you, and I, 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 but I have to just let the Holy Spirit lead me here. Um, but even yesterday, Holy Father, in his uh, homily for the, for the uh, solemnity of uh, Saints Peter and Paul, said only prayer can break the chains, you know, here. So we're praying that. We're praying that the chain of this, this horrible disease that has attached itself to the brainstem of Maria— that by our prayer, united prayer, especially the beautiful prayer of the rosary, the power of the rosary being prayed by thousands of voices united from around the world to break the chain of this disease that has attached itself to the brainstem of this beautiful young woman. So I've sent out some e-blasts. It's on our Facebook page. And I know uh, Brian and Susan and their friends and family and all their contacts around the world have been notified to tune in through any of the means that we can prov- we're providing. Again, anybody who has our free mobile app can listen. Anybody who has uh, internet access can go to our website and listen to the streaming audio. Or as I said, if you have anybody has the Amazon Echo or the Google Home device, just say play domestic church media and we'll, we'll stream there as well. So I'm inviting you as our domestic church media family. I know since uh, COVID has been around and the pandemic has been uh, pestering us all, uh, we have had the mass on at 7 o'clock at night, but we're going to preempt the mass. It's been on twice already today. You know, it's actually, yeah, it was on at uh, normal time, 8 o'clock in the noon. We won't have it on at 7 tonight. We're going to pray the rosary, but it's going to be live from the grounds of the Doylestown Hospital praying for Maria. So please spread the word. And if you've received that e-blast, and I sent a few of them out, they'll be coming out a few times between now and 7 o'clock, forward it to friends. Invite them to tune in and pray and be part of this miracle because we all believe with our hearts that the Lord, we know just by willing it, can do this. In the course of her suffering, Maria has shown just um, extraordinary grace and and peaceful spirit through it all. And as I've shared with her family uh, back in the winter, um, we're already seeing miracles as a result of, of this because we, we are hearing the stories of people who have returned to the faith, people who have gone back to church after years and years of being away. People have once again... Uh, established and and and, and reconnected a, a, a relationship with the Lord in, in in very many unique ways as a result of this. So in the wake of her own suffering and trials, we have seen miracle after miracle after miracle. And now we're going to the Blessed Mother as our very special intercessor at the with the praying of this rosary tonight at seven o'clock to plead with her son at this time now to end the suffering and destroy this tumor and as the entire globe can come together in prayer, praying for this miracle with one voice. This is a very special and unique opportunity that we wouldn't have had 10, 15 years ago even. So there's great power here. And I, I'll tell you that Brian and Susan 
Middleton, as I said, who are dear friends of Cheryl's and mine and have been for many years. They were the ones who in the very, 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 very beginning, you know, I, I, this domestic church media came to me in prayer before the blessed sacrament, but I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not a, not a man of means, never have been, never will be. But I have to tell you that in their great sacrifice, and it was a great sacrifice for Brian and Susan in the beginning of this, this mission, that they donated seed money to domestic church media, the very first large donation we received, enough to get us started. And it was from that point on that we began to just move to where we are today. So now I reach out to all of you, especially those of you who have, have benefited from broadcasts here on the radio station, who have benefited and, and benefit on a regular basis throughout uh, your day from what you hear on domestic church media to join us in prayer, if you can, tonight, 7 o'clock, live, right here on, however you're listening now, it's going to be on, 7 o'clock, live. Uh, Cheryl and I will be up there with our remote equipment, uh, among the hundreds of others, praying outside of the hospital room window, where Maria is right now, to invoke the power of our Lord through the intercession of his blessed mother with the praying of this rosary. And we have to believe, and we do believe, and we know that nothing is impossible with God. You know, today, today's gospel, I love today. today today's gospel is one of my favorite gospels of all time. <laughs> it's in every, well, the three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke each wrote about the calming of the storm. Today, um, I believe, was, was Mark's account. Or Matthew, I forget which one. But anyway, it's uh, our Lord coming the storm. In my office, when we first came into this building, where we are now, the Sheen Center for Media Evangelization, we first moved in and I established a little office for myself. The first thing I wanted in there, I saw it one time, it's this beautiful Rembrandt depiction of Jesus calming the storm. In fact, I heard Father Joseph uh, today in his homily on EWTN talking about this particular uh, painting. Jesus Calms the Storm by Rembrandt. I don't have the original Rembrandt, <laughs> but I have a very large framed print uh, on the wall behind me where I sit. And the reason I did that was because every day from the very beginning of our being here at uh, the Sheen Center, where our flagship station is, um, uh, I walk into my office, and the first thing I see is this painting. It's the painting of Jesus asleep on the stern, in the stern of the boat, the, the rear of the boat, and the 12 apostles are on the ship. The waves are crashing over the side. The wind is blowing the sails. And every apostle seems to be reacting in a different way. And our Lord is just calmly... <laughs> relaxing in the stern of the, of the little boat. And when I walk in the front, uh, into my office, 
I put it there specifically because I would say, okay, which apostle will I be today? Because some of the apostles are struggling with the sails. Some of the apostles are struggling with the oar to keep the the, the, the boat uh, on course. Uh, some of them are bailing out water of the boat because it's taking on water. I mean, every every apostle is reacting in a different way. One apostle is leaning over the, the side of the boat, getting sick to his stomach. And the beloved apostle John is just resting with our Lord in the back <laughs> very calmly. So I always say, well, which apostle in this great work of apostolate which apostle am I going to be asked to be today? How will I respond to the storms that we will face? And inevitably, we all face them. And and in, in doing apostolate, as I've been doing for the, the past 25 or so years, yeah, there's there's been a lot of storms. But the Lord has calmed every single one of them. Because I have cried out, and I'm sure you have cried out, in the storms of your own life, haven't you? I have. Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? (laughs) And then he says, oh, you little of faith. Where is your faith? You see, this is the problem with the world today. The world today has no faith. Because they've taken God out of their picture. They have no one to go to but men, which is useless. It's useless. In the storms of our life, we have to trust in Jesus, because he and only he can calm the storm. Oh, he may use people, You know, I can think of many times in the course of my life, especially in apostolate, where someone has bailed out my boat. (laughs) Uh, The Lord sent many Simons of Serene to come help carry the cross. But don't we learn then to trust, to believe, to have faith that he will see us through the storms of life? Even though the world today is in, in such a, a violent storm of, of so many sources. Our church, and you know, many of the uh, uh, church uh, fathers see in this particular uh, gospel account that the boat is the church. And our church has gone through a lot over the past 2,000 years, and right now we're going through a lot. But so is the world. And and we, we just have to look to the Lord and say exactly what the a very human thing to say, isn't it? Lord, don't you care we're perishing? What's what's going on here? And just by willing it, the Lord calm the storm. Be still. Be still. And the winds died down and the waves began to calm. And in the storms of our own life, over the course of my many years, I can tell you, especially in working in apostolate as we are, there have been moments like that, especially in the beginning. Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? But we see the, the power and the results of prayer 
And we know that, as Holy Father said yesterday, only prayer can break the chains that we find in our lives. And, you know, yesterday, when Peter was released from prison by the angel, the chains just broke by prayer. In today's gospel, we hear of the Lord easing the minds of his friends in that boat with him, taking care of business, so to speak, doing what had to be done to calm the storm. But not before they, they feared. They lacked trust. But today, my brothers and sisters, in all that we see happening in the world, I think we need to go and, you know, we, we, we're, we're seeing again these spikes in the pandemic. We're seeing... Uh, these horrible polarizations of, of, of politics and races and, and, and nationalities. It's just horrible. Where's the peace? We have to pray to the Prince of Peace. We have to go to the one who has the power just by willing it to calm the storms of our life. And tonight, again, I'm inviting you in a very special way. It's 7 o'clock, just a a few hours from now. Please join us as Cheryl and I will be up at Doylestown Hospital in Bucks County with our remote equipment, and we're going to broadcast live the praying of the rosary as hundreds of friends and family members and even strangers will come together outside the window, the hospital room window of our friend Maria who we all know there's no no medical way or therapy or person on this planet that can cure her illness. But we know and we believe with all our hearts that Christ himself can do it just by willing it. And so today, tonight at 7 o'clock, we're going to gather and we're going to pray to our Blessed Mother to go to her son with this special request broadcast live here at 7 o'clock. So please join us then to pray for Maria, this beautiful rosary. Now I'm going to take a break. I'll be back in just a few, so don't go away. There's more to come on Come to Me. The Gospels did not start the church. The church started the Gospels. The church did not come out of the Gospels. It was the Gospels that came out of the church. The church preceded the New Testament, not the New Testament, the church. Men did not believe in the resurrection because the gospel said there was a resurrection. The gospel writers wrote down the story of the crucifixion, for example, and the resurrection because they believed it. Now in like manner. The church did not come to believe in the virgin birth because the Gospels tell us there is a virgin birth. It was because the living word of God in his mystical body, the church already believed it. And they set it down in the Gospels. Listen to Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen every Sunday morning at 7.30, right here where you are family, Domestic Church Catholic Radio. 
Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Sister Anne Shields speaking to you from Food for the Journey, a program that is heard on domestic church radio Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. I want to encourage you to listen to that program, not because I'm doing it, but because I speak of the scripture readings for the day, and the Word of God is what gives us life. Brothers and sisters, today we need life. What have you done for your marriage today? I gave my wife a hug this morning. I told her I love her. Instead of sitting on the couch, I helped to clean up. I cooked my husband's uh, favorite breakfast. I sent my husband a love email. What have I done for my marriage today? It's a good question. Uh, I gave her a call and say, thinking of her and the kids. I uh, did her hair this morning. I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> We're going to the museums as a family. What have I done for my marriage today? I made my wife coffee and breakfast this morning. It's going to be her birthday next week, so I've been spending time today making arrangements to make that extra special. Oh, we're spending the day together. I bought her an orchid. <laughs> Hassan was able to let me sleep in by taking him care of him in the morning. I read the newspaper to my wife, and it cracked her up. She's, but she's still laughing. <laughs> what have you done for your marriage today? Small changes can make a world of difference. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Church. Do you want to end abortion? Halt the attack on traditional marriage and ensure religious freedom for ourselves and for our grandchildren? To do this, we must convert the culture. St. Paul's Street Evangelization is a grassroots initiative that recognizes this need and takes it to the streets. If you're interested in peacefully sharing the gospel in your area, visit streetevangelization.com to learn more. We want to invite you to pray the rosary with us. The rosary is many things, but perhaps the best way to think about the rosary is to think about it as a spiritual place, as an invisible chapel that you can enter into even in a busy time of life. Pray the Holy Rosary with Father Benedict Groeschel, mornings at 9.30, right here on Domestic Church Radio. Hi, I'm Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. Every week our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hard-working people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the Gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations.
Friday. Welcome back, my friends, on this last day, final day of June 2020, midpoint of 2020. Half the year gone, half a year to go. (laughs) Who knows what the future holds, but as I said, we mustn't fear because Jesus is there already. We have nothing to fear about the future. Uh, okay, well, you heard a little spot there for Friday Live. As I said, uh, this Friday, July 3rd, is the 4th of July observed because it's falling on a Saturday this year, the actual 4th. So the holiday is Friday, uh, which means Cheryl and I are going to take the holiday. Um, and uh, instead of us being here for Friday Live, we will give you two hours of uh, fine patriotic music. So you can put it on in the background while you're having your barbecue or however you're observing the 4th of July if you are on Friday or depending on the weather I suppose and depending on what's allowed people going to the beach I guess could going to be I don't know what the weather's supposed to be but uh, anyway we'll have two hours of um, patriotic music for you you know I'm sorry at the, during our prayer time I forgot to mention our transmitter um, <laughs> dilemma <laughs> uh, you know as I said I guess it's over four weeks ago it was uh uh, June 3rd, that, that Direco came roaring through and uh, destroyed our 1260 AM transmitter. Kaput. We, you know, blew out whatever blew out, and, and it's an old transmitter, so you can't even, get, can't even get the parts anymore, and it was irreparable, so we're kind of flying on a, on a Band-Aid job right now. We need a new transmitter, a transmitter 38,000. Um, so just keep that in prayer as well, because we are working on something that... Uh, we have to get one. Uh, we can't keep doing this, um, so we have to get one. So, uh, just pray for us that again, another another miracle. We need another miracle there too, and uh, the Lord will provide as He always does. We are sure. But as I said, thirty-eight thousand is uh, that's a pretty large nut to crack. So, but nothing is impossible with God. We don't we don't worry about that. He He can do all things, and uh, He's been certainly. Uh, taking care of us for many years now. So I'll keep you posted on that. And again, tonight, 7 o'clock, in case you're just joining us, 7 o'clock tonight, uh, please join us here on these domestic church media radio stations and all of our media platforms as we bring you live, live from Doylestown Hospital up in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Uh, We're joining hundreds there who will gather to pray a rosary for Maria, uh, and it'll be uh, on the grounds right outside of her hospital room window, so she'll be able to see the crowd. We're going to broadcast it, which means it's going to be broadcast around the world on all of our different platforms, and people all over the world uh, will be able to pray along. So there'll be enormous power. We're praying for the miracle. We're praying for the miracle that this tumor on her brainstem vanishes. The Lord takes it and and crushes it with his mighty divine hand, and that's the end of it. Uh, and that's what it's going to take, because nothing on this earth can cure it. We have to believe now it's only God, and we pray it's God's will that this, uh, this happen. And tonight, we're going to the Mother of God, our dear Blessed Mother, in the praying of this rosary with all confidence and trust and hope that she will take this urgent prayer request before the throne of her Son. And as she did at Cana of Galilee. 
So join us at 7 o'clock tonight live. We'll be bringing you the, the rosary, uh, the praying of the rosary live uh, from Doylestown tonight. So uh, please spread the word about that. I did send out, there'll be a couple of uh, e-blasts going out. It's on our Facebook page. Um, but we certainly encourage you to tune in because we do need as many prayers as possible. And you'll be joining people literally from around the world praying with one voice at uh, 7 o'clock tonight on these domestic church media stations. Okay, well, I had, I had a couple things here. Now I have to go back. <laughs> but, you know, I love it when the Holy Spirit takes over because then I, have to worry, I don't have to worry about it. I just let, let him do all the talking. But yesterday was the solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul. Um, and Holy Father uh, celebrated Mass in St. Peter's Basilica, um, where St. Peter is buried. The bones of Peter are right below the main altar there. And I just want to share with you some of Holy Father's homily, because in his homily, he talks about prayer. And he said yesterday, urging us Christians to pray for one another and for unity, saying that only prayer unlocks chains. So Holy Father said, what would happen if we prayed more and complained less? The same thing that happened to Peter in prison. Now as then, so many closed doors would be opened, so many chains that bind would be broken. Let us ask for the grace to be able to pray for one and other. And again, my friends, and I, you know, I don't plan these things, but as I'm reading this homily, and this is the first time I've read the homily, because I'm sharing it with you in detail, that's what we're doing tonight at 7 o'clock. We're coming together to pray for one of our own. We're coming together to pray for a sister in Christ who has been so horribly afflicted by this cancer. And we're going to unite our voices as one in praying for her to unlock the chain of that tumor, to get that tumor off her brainstem, to loose it from her body. And Holy Father yesterday reminded us that with prayer we can do this. The Holy Father said yesterday that uh, Peter and Paul were two very different people Yet God gave them the grace to be closely united in Christ. He said, we celebrate together two very different individuals. Peter, a fisherman who spent his days amid boats and nets, and Paul, a learned Pharisee who taught in synagogues. When they went forth on mission, Peter spoke to Jews and Paul to pagans. And when their paths crossed, they could argue heatedly, as Paul is unashamed to admit in one of his letters. The closeness that joined Peter and Paul did not come from natural inclinations, but from the Lord. I, I got to tell you, Peter is really, I think, my, my, my favorite apostle, one of my favorite uh, saints, because I like his simplicity. He was just a simple fisherman, earning a living, <laughs> working on his boat every day, going out, casting his nets, catching some fish, selling them, and you know, supporting his family. Paul 
more learned, as Holy Father said, and, and uh, was a Pharisee. He was a teacher, a bit more sophisticated than Peter. You know, two, two individuals who you probably wouldn't expect to be able to, who didn't have a lot in common before they're, you know, they're being united in, in Christ, would not have, you know, had any, any, uh, anything probably to do with each other. Well, maybe Paul would buy some fish from Peter or something like that. But this closeness, the Holy Father reminded us, didn't come from, from natural inclinations, but it came from the Lord. And the Holy Father said the Lord did, did not command us to like one another, but to love one another. And we stop to think about that because there are a lot of people in this world, not a lot, depending on who you are, you know, we tend at times not to like people for who they are, what they say, how they live, maybe uh, uh, just personality clashes, differences of opinions on things, so much so that, you know, you don't really like them. The Holy Father said that the Lord didn't command us to like each other, but he said we have to love each other. Holy Father said he is the one, Jesus is the one who unites us without making us all alike. That's the beauty of the, the uh, body of Christ, many parts and all one body. Many you know, we all have different missions as members of this great body of Christ, this mystical body of Christ. I, I never, ever, I've never, ever thought I'd be doing this, Catholic radio, you know, 50 years ago when I first began to have an interest in broadcasting. I never thought I would be doing, there was no such thing in those days of Catholic radio. There was evangelical radio. The Protestants were way ahead of us. We had a few uh, Catholic prominent figures who used the media, like Bishop Sheen, uh, like Father Peyton, uh, and others like them, but very few. You know, my goal was, again, to, to be a, a broadcaster for the Yankees. That's what I wanted to do. But here I am, <laughs> and I've been here for uh, almost 25 years now doing this in one form or another. And I realize the enormous responsibility that it brings with it. And I am humbled by that. But there are so many of you who listen right now, you know, who have such great gifts that you use in service to the church and, and to each other that I couldn't even imagine having. You're so gifted with so many talents in so many ways. But in all of this, Holy Father reminds us, it's Jesus who unites us, making us all uh, united, but not all alike. Holy Father said St. Paul urged Christians to pray for everyone, especially those who govern. And the Holy Father underlined this is a task that the Lord has entrusted to us. Are we carrying it out? Do we simply talk and do nothing, he asked. And then he pointed to the account of St. Peter's imprisonment in the Acts of the Apostles. The Holy Father said that the early church responded to persecution by joining in prayer 
and he cited chapter 12 of the book of the Acts that described Peter as imprisoned by double chains when an angel appeared to him to facilitate the escape. The Holy Father said, the text says that while Peter was kept in prison, the church prayed fervently to God for him. So think about this. Peter's imprisoned. The church, his fellow Christians, were praying for him. And Holy Father said, unity is the fruit of prayer, for prayer allows the Holy Spirit to intervene, opening our hearts to hope, shortening distances and holding us together at times of difficulty. And again, my friends, I, and I, did, I didn't plan this, <laughs> but this is speaking to my heart now about what we're doing tonight at 7 o'clock. where we're being a a unified body in prayer for this particular uh, particular intention, the the intention of, of, of relieving our dear young Maria from this cancerous tumor, to releasing her from that, to, to break the chains that are binding that tumor to her brainstem, to release that tumor, to dissipate it, to destroy it, and make her free in health once again. It's the power of our prayer tonight. We, as brother and sister Christians of hers, coming together, those who will be standing in the courtyard outside her hospital room window, and those who will be tuning in thousands of miles away, praying at the same time to release her from the chains of this cancer. Just as the people praying for Peter imprisoned, the angel of the Lord came and released him and broke those double chains that bound him. The Holy Father said yesterday that none of the early Christians described in Acts complained about Herod's evil or persecutions as they faced martyrdom. He said it's pointless, even tedious, for Christians to waste their time complaining about the world, about society, about everything that's not right. He said complaints change nothing. Those Christians didn't cast blame, they prayed. Only prayer unlocks chains. Only prayer paves the way to unity. You know, and we're, we're living in a, in, a, in a world right now that there's a lot we could complain about, and we probably do, don't we? We're hearing it, seeing it, watching it. But who's praying? Even our places of prayer are so adversely affected by all of this where the number of prayers are limited in any given building. But it's prayer, as Holy Father said. It's prayer, only prayer, that will unlock the chains, only prayer that will pave the way to unity. And the Holy Father said that both St. Peter and Paul were prophets who looked to the future, He said Peter is the first to proclaim that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Paul, who considers his impending death, said, 
From now on, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord will award to me. Pope Francis said, Peter and Paul preached Jesus as men in love with God. And at his crucifixion, Peter didn't even think about himself, but about his Lord and considering himself unworthy of dying like Jesus, asked to be crucified upside down. And before being beheaded, Paul thought only of offering his life. He wrote that he wanted to be poured out like a libation. And so we look at these two holy apostles who we remembered yesterday. Yesterday, the 29th, was the solemnity of Peter and Paul. But Holy Father did a wonderful job of reminding us about the power of prayer in their lives and in the lives of Christians throughout our great history. That we have opportunity every day to pray for each other. You know, as Holy Father said, the Lord didn't command us to like each other. He commanded us to love each other. We don't have to like each other. (laughs) But what does it mean to love each other? It means you pray for the other person. You have someone you don't like. You have someone who you consider an enemy. Pray for that person. Pray for your enemies, Jesus said. And watch your attitude toward that person change. It doesn't mean you're going to necessarily like them (laughs) any better, but you'll certainly be able to love them more. I know it sounds like a, a contradiction, but it really isn't. We, 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 love, we want to love people so much that we want to see them in heaven. We hear Mother Angelica tell those stories about how surprised we may be when we see some people who are in heaven already, and they're going to be surprised to see us there too, probably. Because in heaven, you're living in love. There'll be no exceptions to that. If you can't love someone, it's going to take you a long time to get there. (laughs) I often think sometimes, you know, we all try to imagine what is purgatory. What is purgatory like? For me, I'm thinking, well, it might be the Lord putting me in a 20-foot by 20-foot cell (laughs) with people who I didn't like in this life. No, with people maybe who I didn't love in this life. And say, you got to learn to love them, Jimbo, or you're not getting up here so fast. And when you love each other, let me know. But the power of prayer helps us in that. And again, I I just have a minute or two left here, my friends. I just want to, again, remind you, let you know that Tonight at 7 o'clock, we have an opportunity to come together in love, in prayer. As, as I said, hundreds of friends and family members will gather in the courtyard of Doylestown Hospital. And in fact, anybody listening who wants to come pray live at Doylestown Hospital tonight, 7 o'clock, you're welcome to come. Be part of it right there. But for those who can't be there, and still want to participate, we're going to give you that opportunity because we're going to broadcast it live here on these domestic church media stations and all of our uh, media platforms. No video, but all of our audio platforms, our streaming audio, our mobile app, 
the Amazon Alexa, Google Home devices. It's all going to be on there. And because we're able to do that, as I said, it's going to go around the world. And I know that uh, all of the uh, friends uh, that they've made around the world are being notified. Uh, the friends that Susan and, and, and Brian and, and, and uh, Maria have made in their journey during this situation um, will be able to tune in and pray along. So you'll be part of a, an enormous global prayer team tonight at 7 o'clock praying for Maria. We want to pray for this miracle to happen and happen soon. Of course, God's time, God's will. But we're praying now that now is the time that we will see this happen. We want every doctor and nurse in that hospital to be completely perplexed by what has happened as the result of this prayer and the many prayers being offered, but especially the prayers going around the world tonight at 7 o'clock. And we invite you, my brothers and sisters, to join us for this very, very special event, praying a rosary for our friend Maria, live at 7 o'clock tonight on these domestic church media uh, radio stations and platforms. Again, my friends, it's, it's such enormous power here that we can come together, united, and pray away the chains that bind this cancer to her brainstem, that it will completely vanish and go away and never be seen again. So tonight, 7 o'clock, tune in. All right, I got to go. Uh, we'll be on at 7, and then uh, I'll see you again tomorrow, God willing. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.